This week on the Pushable Loaf Podcast, it's Pancake Day, well it was yesterday, and we talk about experimenting and just doing things. Three, two, one, pancake, Dan, or what? Hey guys, welcome to the Pushball Legged Podcast with myself, Damik. And me, Tom Hop, who's apparently living a day later than everyone else. <laughs> well, it's pancake day as we record this, that's why I said yeah. it was. As we record it, it is. Yeah, Trove okay. Tuesday, as it, as it it's now turned into Ash Wednesday. I know, there might be some super keynotes, I tend to put this on at like... 10 11 p.m. on the Tuesday yeah. night, so uh, there might be some then. super keynotes. Lose just pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just absolutely refreshing. It's like, oh, okay, it's gonna come up, it's gonna come up. Yeah, just pops up. Here's a question for you, Tom bacon and maple syrup pancakes, sweet or savory? Um, hmm, so I was just gonna ask you then, did you have sweet or savory? And I realised what I had, and I was like, "Shit, is it?" I think I think it's sweet because anytime you add something sweet to it, the overriding overriding thing is sweet. But but would it be as good without the little saltiness of the bacon? Would you okay if you were to okay okay, this, okay 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 here you go. People would have pancakes with syrup on, but they wouldn't have pancakes with just bacon. Would they not? No, they would have pancake with bacon and syrup. You wouldn't have it with just bacon on it. Go rogue. Well, some people have ham and cheese, don't they? So that's... Yeah, so yeah, do you want to see the range of what we just had? Yeah. So we started. We went ham and cheese. Good shout first. Yeah. Okay, and then uh, that was le- eat lean cheese as well. Well done. All right, thank you. It was only only cheese we had in the house. Um, <laughs> and then went bacon, an egg, and a chipolata. Okay. With so American. Yeah, with what though? Syrup. No, I did that in the second one. First one, I went ketchup and mustard. Mm, on a pancake? What? Uh, I don't think I like that, mate. On a pancake. <laughs> I don't think I agree with that. See, this is controversial because she had never done this before as well. So, and I've done it before because so, because you can do like there's hot dogs, right? And there's actually I'm not uh, I can't remember which countries this probably Scandi. Um, that do like potato, uh, kind of potato pancakey things, and they wrap a hot dog in it, and then it's very, it's incredibly similar to a pan- normal pancake, mm. and it just tastes like that. It does taste good, trust me. Nah, don't trust think I'm gonna bother that. No, all right, and then so that was that, and then then I did the second one. I went syrup, and then I just went full on like. So I didn't. We have got Nutella, but I had left, had an open. Well, that wasn't open. So the open one was goo, like a goo pot. Yeah, thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of yeah. like, and it was like hazelnut like bits in it and stuff. It's good. That's nice. <clears throat> I didn't have any right. biscuit. This point. Just, uh, just gonna throw it out there as our worst pancake ever: lemon juice and sugar. No, I had one classic. It's all right. It just, it kind of refreshes mm. the palate. No, Tom, <laughs> it's the worst. It's- Refreshes the palate between it's the good it's the good level of to go from like what you've done the nice like savory ones and you have that one in the middle and then you go on to your sweet. 
No. Because so, it just so gently fun. goes over. I only so had one. <laughs> I, I, that, I just had I just had bacon and maple syrup. That's all I had today. I just had it at lunchtime. And also, so this is another kind of I don't think I've really had this argument that much. Um but today was the day apparently in terms of pancake day. What kind if you were at home, what kind of pancakes would you make? Kind of Americanized pancakes or crepes? Yeah, American ones. You would do American ones, whereas I would do crepes. Yeah, I don't like the crepe ones. See so but as growing up, what would you have had? My mum used to make the crepe ones, yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. So that's what that's what I deem as pancake day. Not, I say they're American pancakes, and then you have like they're just normal pancakes. Yeah, I still I still can't get over the fact you like lemon and sugar, mate. So <laughs> I, I don't think I'm alone. Um, <laughs> I think you are. I think that's what uh, to be fair, there's, there's there's not much you can't put. There's probably only banana. I would not really be a fan of banana um, and caramel sauce. I'm not a big banana guy. Mm, I mean, true. you can you can ask Chloe. She can definitely. <laughs> she can vouch for that. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> but she doesn't like what boy. You, you don't like what she does. She does with them anyway. Do you know what I mean? You don't like that. You don't like it going there. What? You know. Who's banana? Where she would where she would put a banana. <laughs> yeah. You don't want it there. No, definitely not. You don't like it there, but you know, whatever. Hmm. <clears throat> What's been going on, mate? All good? Not a lot. Not a lot, mate. We're just cracking on, you know, as, as always. Just, just same old, same old. Helping all clients. and Everyone's looking good and sharp, ready for the first shoot in June. So that's going well. Yeah, am um, I? Thanks, mate. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. June 2021, maybe. But yeah, we'll, we'll <laughs> Dan just made me a comment and he said had I, he thought I'd been tracking my food. Um, it's, but it's more likely because I look thinner in the face, apparently. But I did have I shaved. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's literally what it is now. Look at the face. That's what it is. I thought something had changed. And I was like, oh, maybe he's lost weight. No, he hasn't shaved. I've that's also triathlon training, which I'm, I'm definitely not eating enough calories. I'm finding myself incredibly tired. Um, so, hey, get more this, this, in. this new this new thing called cardio is shocking. Yeah, worst idea in the world. It's, it's so bad. I mean, what is going on? I did a swim. I've done Ooh. a. My, I've kind of. All this bouncing around that I've been doing is really good, but like I've, I turned my ankle like about a month ago um, on a believe it or not, uh, somebody left a like a, a I don't know a big twenty five kilo plate out and I tripped over it and turned my mm. ankle. Yeah, and probably, probably like, move that out of the way if I was you. Know. Yeah, I should have done that. Yeah, I thought I'd be cool and just step off the edge of it and ooh, absolutely nothing. Absolutely, not. just one of those things, isn't it? You just you step down a ledge, and then your your body decides, no, not today. You're not doing that. You've done that a million times. You're not going to do it properly. Yeah, yeah no, I know. So, you. Um, I did. Yeah, I've done a few like five k runs, but they're tragic. Can't stand them. They're so bad. That's where I'm going to like get some time on training. You know, you you're meant to train your weaknesses. Don't like training my weaknesses. Uh, uh, I don't do that. That's too much like common sense. Like. <laughs> I mean, I realise, yeah, the swim and the run, the cycle, I'm going to be pretty good at. The run is where I'm going to lose it. But but if you if you dead it out, like you you're spending like half your time on the bike anyway, so I might as well just train all the, all the way there. I like oh, yeah, good. I like I like your thinking, mate. I <laughs> it's the longest I, one. So I mean, I hate I hate all of it. I wouldn't even entertain the idea of any of it. No, we're gonna get. Um, we can do a little voucher for. We're gonna try and get Dan to do the uh, Welsh three thousand with us. So that'd be fun, wouldn't it, mate? Hmm, extremely fun. Yeah, good. Let's get to spend a whole twenty four hours of constant me. Hmm, great. <laughs> Kill no me naps. now. No naps, mate. No naps. 
well, probably a, few, a couple of naps, but interesting. Me, lots of people you know who you also find annoying. Um, yeah, be good. Not happening. Not happening. <laughs> All right, mate. Um, what are we talking about today? A little bit of experimenting. Oh, oh. And also balloons. Balloon class. I think that's oh, it. yeah, the balloons uh, you sent me. You sent me those, um, didn't you? <laughs> I always think it's funny. I'm not too sure what what's up. I don't know. We just, is it just gimmicks, really? And then you made a post about um, nutrition. I did. Well, surprisingly, isn't that? Surprising, that one. <laughs> really? That was, a, that was a bit like left field, wasn't it? That one. <laughs> a little bit. But, yeah, a little, little chat about that. What's, what's, what was the, what sparked that uh, topic? Just a picture. Just just the picture, mate. You know, it was just a picture of me holding a bagel. And um, I still can't bagel. believe... It's a bagel, yeah. And I still can't believe in this day and age that um, PT still okay. think that bread makes you fat, you know? It's just, like, ridiculous. But, you know, it is what it is. It more more work for me and you at the end of the day but i've had to recently so i'll tell you this is what i've done actually today i've had to mute a lot and unfollow a lot of people on instagram i'm just i can't i can't hack it anymore i just can't deal with seeing the shit that i see on a daily basis i've just got to the point where i don't care enough anymore and i just have to remove so much of it from my life because i just find myself wasting time getting annoyed about shit that i just don't need to even consider and if it's not even a part of my life and doesn't even come into my scope of vision then i'll never have to worry about it so i basically spent today doing that actually that took me about 20 minutes <laughs> so now when i go on instagram and on my stories there's about seven people on there that oh, I, wow. see, I think you're one of them believe it or not it's unfortunate i don't know how you manage that <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's like i just i just yeah i've been like i think i said it on the week last week or week before i've just been trying to read a lot more I'm trying to use my time more wisely and, and I've had a bit of a realisation, I think, of how finite our time is and how much of it's wasted on shit. And I just, yeah, I'll tell you what happened was today I was talking to Mike and I think I, just as much as anyone out there, I think it's probably everyone who could benefit from listening to this, really. I am as bad as anyone for comparing myself to things and thinking, oh, I should do more of that, I should be this, I should be that. And the reality is you shouldn't do anything. You can do what the fuck you want to do. There's no should. And I think I, for the last couple of months, maybe since the turn of the year, I've been too focused on thinking about what I'm doing and how other people would do it or what other people are doing and whether I should do something similar or different or take inspiration with the people. And I realized it wasn't in any way, shape or form doing that for me. So I had to completely remove myself from following a lot of things and seeing things and get back to doing what I want to do and post stuff that I want to post. And I think the post I posted today was a bit more just tongue in cheek about PT saying that bread's bad and I didn't write it particularly. Um, I didn't sit there and study it and think about how I was writing it or what content I put in. I just wrote something and posted it for the sake of it kind of thing, just because I think I need a bit more of that going on. And I realise that's a huge tangent, but I think it's important for people to realise. And I also wrote my email about it. Yes, this is going out Wednesday, uh, yesterday. And it was around this whole thing that people just consume too much shit and too much stuff. And they just, PTs are really bad for it. They're notoriously bad for it. They listen to so many podcasts. Uh, you know, this one included maybe. They listen to so many things and they don't actually action anything. They just consume information and they paralyze themselves having so much information and they never action any of it. And I think it's probably going to, segue nicely into the experiment thing you're going to talk about mm. but it's like people are so 
obsessed with learning more and taking in more information without actually actioning and doing stuff that they want to do. They just look at someone else doing something. And like I said, I'm guilty of this. They look at someone else doing stuff and they go, oh, I'm going to do that. Look at someone else getting good results. Oh, I'm going to do that. And you have no understanding of what the underpinning things going on to get those results are. You have no idea about any of that. And yeah, my email today was just basically like, just saying to people, look, you know enough, probably. Like, you probably know enough to go and do shit. You know it's simple. You know it's basic. The difference between those people who are further on than you is that they're just fucking doing it. And, like, they're not sitting there looking, saving more infographs, saving more videos on Instagram, looking at more content. They're doing stuff. They're actioning things. And I think we need to go through cycles like we do with training where we go through meso cycles of focusing on different body parts of different things. And I think people need to go through cycles of consuming stuff and then actually just cutting it off and going, right, now I've consumed that and I know what I need to do. I'm just going to now spend 12 weeks doing it. And then after the 12 weeks of doing it, go back to consuming stuff again. And I think, again, with like reading and things, like don't consume social media and stuff that's short-lived and stuff that you hit like and it's a picture and it's a, a, a somewhat motivating caption about mindset. Like read a fucking book. Like you're going to absorb it. You're going to learn more. You're going to then action more because it's there to refer back to regularly absolute rant that I've just gone off on but anyway I hope it's useful to someone <laughs> um, I'm sure it might be useful to someone but it's true and it is true and I think I would hate this podcast or any of the content I put out that people feel that it's just lip service or people feel that it's just stuff that they consume without actioning I like to think we tell people occasionally just to go fucking action it go and do stuff and come back and once you've actioned it and figure out if it worked or not because it's the only way you're going to learn um, like we say the same things regularly on here we don't really say much different because we're not bullshitting you. We're just telling you the facts and telling you how it is. Um, so, yeah. Exciting, yeah. isn't it? Which is no, outrageously not. speculative. That's the thing is it's not exciting, but <clears throat> but I think people but the people believe us more because we keep saying it. And I'd, I'd rather be known as a person that's boring that says the same thing for a year, but people after a year fucking get it and then action it and then the rest of their lives are not confused anymore than the people that put out all the shit, change their mind all the time, just any, do anything to try and get a client or do anything to try and sell a training plan. It's not what we're about. <sighs> But yeah, anyway, what, sorry about what, that. So it, obviously that was uh, sparked up by obviously some trainers still still will say that, or some people. We can leave the general public out of this, but it's generally a lot of people will say that bread bread is fattening. Brilliant. Okay, what else is generally generally given as fattening or bad or whatever? Oh, just anything like just like in that UK PTs group, and, the, and I'm in a similar one called Gym Outcasts. Just as bad. No, oh, we're we're both in that one. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's absolutely amazing. And it's like, <laughs> It'll be like someone will post in there going, oh, I'm just finding it hard to lose weight. I'm, I hit a plateau. And if someone someone will put in there, how many cheats you have in a week? I'm like, what? <laughs> what? Are, are, you having, are you having too many cheat meals? No. What? Cheat, are we still talking cheat meals? Are we still doing that now? Are we still, are we still there? Are we still, what yeah, we still talking about? Yeah. And I'm People like, like, like fuck me. Like, everyone in that group, it's just like, it's scary, man. Like, someone posted the other day in there. Um, it, was, it was hilarious. It was like, oh, um, been off steroids for a little while. Just wondering if I should put creatine in what <laughs> how's that even a question if you've been on steroids mate creatine's gonna do fuck all like in the grand scheme of things you're not gonna notice a difference and it's just like oh it just gets to me it just gets to me so i've had to just like i said not consume it because otherwise i just get all built up um rage but I, you hear it all the time people comment on that post i put out and pt's telling people that you can't eat potatoes people telling you know pt's telling people you can't eat bread and i get it they're doing it because they're not smart enough to help these people like control their calories and work out you know it's about adherence and you know work life and home life and stress and stuff so the easiest thing to do is just tell them not to eat potatoes or bread because guess what all the best foods in the world have got potato and bread in them oh yeah 
pizza, Pancake. burgers, chips, pancakes. Yeah. Pancakes. You know, like your list goes on and on and on. <laughs> it's like, yeah. So if you tell someone not to do that, so like someone asked me, um, how the, uh, the famous like London PT, you know, um, group called down, you know, that one down, you know, yeah. like, you know, just the opposite of that in Britain letters. Yeah. You know that. <laughs> Because I know that they, I know, I know they're they're good for sending around lawyers about slander and shit. But <laughs> the reason that, and I, so anyway, the reason that they get results of people is they put them on no carb diets, right? And again, what do all foods in London that taste good have in them? And alcohol, carbs, yeah. <laughs> so by default, they just remove high calorie foods from people's diets and get results. It's not fucking rocket science, but um, it's just it's speaking a language that people understand, but it's it's that whole thing of how long is that going to be sustainable for? How long are you going to be able to not eat carbs for? Um, and it's just lazy PTs and just like lazy shit that they've got the mindset to do it. They've got the ability to never eat that because they're strong-willed enough to want a six-pack and all the stuff that comes with that more than they want to eat chips or have a beer or whatever. But 99% of us don't have that. We don't have that mindset and they can't, comprehend that they don't, don't get it and it's so, just a bit weird putting yourself in your client's shoes massively isn't it because it's just otherwise you yeah you're never gonna win you're just like why don't you be like me well they don't have your life your exact lifestyle your job your anything yeah. that kind of stuff so yeah it's tough to i don't know realize from both both angles you're like oh i want to look like you i want to do things that you do you probably the client saying that and you're like well that's virtually impossible but we can we can accommodate in in certain ways um but we're not going to copy someone's day. I think, I, think where, I just think it's where, P, where PTs have just got it so far wrong in that they think that they have to look that way or look a certain way. And I think that actually, we've talked about this loads of times as a PT, you need, to be, you need to be relatable to your client. I think like it's, you, it's whomever your clientele is going to be, you have to be relatable to them, basically. I think there's, there's 100% a, obviously a market for the incredibly jacked and like massive or whatever but i can speak from one of the people who decides whether people work for third space or not um we tend to not to go for that massive jacked look because we know it's it can be intimidating we don't probably only have about maybe one of those guys or girls per club maybe like that and they tend to have all the bodybuilders or whatever and they go towards them so that ends up being their demographic but it's also a very small demographic and usually the case of our guys, um, and I would assume most of the population, they want to train with somebody who vaguely, I've been told, I think it was a backhanded like compliment, but yeah, I like training because you'd like, when, when I said I was like first starting with PT with my friends, like, no, no, he's normal. He's like, he's normal, yeah. not massive. I'm like, well, thanks. Um, that, mate, you are, you are very normal. He's <laughs> like, he's normal. Like he's, a, like, he's obviously slightly strong. I'm like, slightly. Jesus. Um, but yeah, just, I was like, thanks. Jeez. Yeah. But it's not scary. So it, it tends to be that, that people are more drawn to, they want to have a normal conversation, a normal session, that kind of stuff be attainable. But I think but, as well that, but if you're, if you're in pretty decent, if you're in pretty decent shape and you show them like I had a burger at the weekend with a pint of beer, they're like, hang on a minute, this, 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 you can, we can do this. Like, <laughs> you're like um, what's your secrets? Um, yeah, I've just eaten at least eight to 10 pancakes. It's just lazy PT, and it? it's just la- it's just lazy, like in my in my opinion. And and don't get me wrong, there comes a point in most people's diets where if you want to get to a certain level of leanness and your calories, you're going to have to cut down your carbohydrates as a rule, because you have to cut down calories. 
But yeah. to say that any of them are bad or that they're banned or that they're making you fat or anything like that, it's just... Just just, just on a note, so we, we prove we're real people and not like gym bunnies. Uh, how many protein pancakes do you have today? Zero. How many did I have? Well, you had... Ha- I know I had bacon with it. I kind of can't. In the... No. Oh, you mean in mix. it? Sorry. In the mix, mate. Did you put protein powder in your mix? I did not, know. I did not either. Mike had Mike did though. Mike had protein pancakes. Oh, Mike's he's, such a, he's such a bro though, isn't he? He's he's dieting though, to be fair. And also on <sighs> the menu of the place we're at, it had the calories on, and the protein pancakes were five hundred calories less. Uh, no, sorry, they're only five hundred, and I had eight fifty, oh, so right, three hundred fifty yeah. less. So it was a smart decision. But I think the whole thing with the pancakes is just taken far too extreme, isn't it? Like I saw oh, one yeah. today. Saw one the other day. Uh, Mike showed it to me today, and it was on his story, and it was just like a PTO that he follows. And it was like a written Instagram story and it was like a rant and it was like, if any of my fucking clients ask for a pancake, I swear to God, I'm going to fucking go mad. It's called fucking mindset. It's just a fucking pancake. Like, get your head out of your ass. I was like, if it's just a pancake, let them have one then. <laughs> like, why are you doing that if it's just a pancake? Like, I, just, I just find it bonkers that like, they're just, people are stupid. Like PTs, are some, a lot of PTs are stupid. Let's be honest. Let's just be honest. Let's cut it to the chase. <laughs> they're just not smart. And they think that, you can't have a pancake and everything. And it's like, you need, I just think you need to, people need to understand like life and how these things fit in. And PTs just don't ever get it. They just don't get that. Someone doesn't want to go to the gym every day and doesn't want to eat chicken and rice. They don't get it. They can't put themselves in that position. They're like, we'll just change. They don't want to change, mate. They don't need to change. Um, and that's where it's like, I think as a PT, you have to be, you have to stick to your values, but you have to show it. And I'm really bad at this. I need to get better at showing more of what I do because I only show when I'm having the pancakes or whatever, but I don't show the fact I skipped breakfast and then for dinner just had chicken, rice and fucking pepper. Do you know that like, I need to be better at showing that side? I don't think people believe you when you do it and stay in shape. Black pepper or a pepper? No, as in a pepper, red pepper. Okay, cool. Pepper. Yeah. I was about to say, I was like, that's a really boring meal. Yeah. Right. Well, no, no, it, was, it was like pretty boring. Like the rice was oh, It's fine, but that, because you... Because you put the pepper in, you were like, I need some colour. Well, that, that, that was what you were going. You were like, I need some, some vegetables. Yeah. Um, but it, it's just, yeah, I think I, I'm bad at it. I need to show more of what I do on a daily basis and stuff. But I think it's uh, nobody wants I, that because I, I think that's what I think. Well, that's what I think. But <laughs> I don't know. I think people want to see that. I, you know, that it's it's like that. Otherwise, the you know the PTs that are grinding, eating their chicken and rice every day. That's not how it's done. Now that's boring. Um, anyway, go. You were then a segue into experimentation. Anyway, ooh, I think what we were. Well, what I vaguely wanted to chat about was because um, it's it's been over. I don't know. When was the last time you PT in the gym properly? Four years. A long time, yeah. Four years, maybe. But I'd a hundred percent think you would naturally do this without meaning to or go through the process of it so number one is um kind of new pts coming to obviously my job as an educator or mentor whatever is to answer questions and stuff and i think probably um i do always ask the question back and try and make that i do self-discovery learning so try and make them they probably know the answer but let's try and help them get there um to a lot of the good guys um i'd rather not just preach but sometimes somebody will just come to me with like knee pain issues exercises go and i'm like don't know the client don't know anything don't know this don't know what the history is whatever and they're just looking for just a direct answer and i'm like so i've got, i think as a pt and we, we talked about this a few weeks ago just like go and do some research before asking somebody who's meant to be your mentor so come to them with the ideas 
of uh, what you think is correct and why you think it's correct. And if it is correct, then it's the shortest little conversation in the world. It's like, yeah, do that. Cool. Mm. Amazing. Um, which I think it's got to get better as like a new PTs if you're out there and you kind of have to report to a mentor or boss or whatever. It's the whole boss thing. Come with solutions, not questions. If you've got like a thing, mm. um, like problems, that's it. Come with solutions to a problem. Don't just come with a problem. Makes sense. Yeah, it does. I think that that is really. I think it's really important is to have that to have a little little mindset of like actually I could probably solve this myself and then go is this correct to somebody you respect or would, yeah. would think would know and then if they say yeah it's probably all right then then go do it hundred percent. But yeah, we were talking about so experimenting with exercise. So I was running a few seminars and it kind of it it I realize it's to new trainers and whatever. Um, but it kind of resonated with me that people or trainers or whatever don't experiment with the exercise libraries that they've already got. And maybe they're, because they're in a new gym, a new environment, especially it can probably be intimidating. And I hold myself accountable for that with some of the exercises I probably do. They're like, whoa, I don't even know what that's for or why are you doing it that way or what's happening there? And probably... I'd slightly change something that I don't, I feel like, ah, that would probably be better for this guy. Or I'll slightly change a grip or slightly widen a leg or I don't know. Um, the big ones are like plank holds and like little quadruped positions where I'll start making people do stuff during that and push them around. Or um, I'm playing around with med ball competitions and just having fun basically and experimenting with new ideas and how you can manipulate different movements and ex explosivities, tempos, all this kind of stuff. And I don't think many people do. I don't see anybody kind of like experimenting on random exercises. or And I feel like it could, it's like a, I don't know, a discovery-based learning tool as well. You're like, oh, well, why does that do that? And then you can kind of apply maybe your anatomy knowledge or your physiology knowledge to be like, all right, if I was in a quadruped position, so that's just like a bear crawl position um, on the floor. If I raise one arm, where's that going to really hurt like hold it for like five or six seconds is that going to be more on one hit to the other is that going to be able to play if i put a load in there can i move that load around can i start touching other stuff and you suddenly got a little bit more of an exercise bank that you can play around with and it just seemed to me that new trainers seem to be a little bit scared of not experimenting with their clients but experiment on yourself first see what it feels like and then apply it to the client and then suddenly you've got the rationale I think it comes back to the whole thing about consuming and doing and stuff. It's like people are waiting to have like it all verified and checked or waiting for one and someone they respect to do it first. And it's like, well, no, why didn't like, again, well, you be the guy, you be yeah, the guy that did it first. Palof, it's like Paloff Press is named after that yeah. Paloff guy. Right. And I know Mike Boyle hates calling him Paloff, but <laughs> obviously he's made, he's popularized that because he just thought one day, oh, I'm going to try that. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, and, like I need something to work here. And it's like, what happens? Yeah. What happens when I flex like, or push out from the shoulder Hello, yeah, and he's just gone. Yeah, that probably works. Like Dean Somerset did it the other day with the vertical one. Like, I was like, oh, oh, I'm genius! Can't believe him think of that. And he was like, Yeah, good exercise. And like, okay, cool, adds to it. And I think by experimenting, you're you're taking out that process whereby, yeah, of course you're not gonna, they're not all gonna be home runs. Of course, some of them are gonna be stupid. And you're gonna go, what was a crap idea? But <laughs> it's just, it's you're one step closer to being the person who knows more by doing that and trying yeah. it. And then if, if yeah. it sucks, then you'll understand why. And you'll be like, oh, why did that blow? Why why was it not good? Why did that not work? And then you suddenly got a little bit of found knowledge of what you can't do. Yeah. 
Exactly, and it's like as long as you're not standing one leg on a boaty board with doing stuff, you're going to be all right. <laughs> it's it's, yeah, it's that whole thing of, you know, it's, it's like you say, taking away a contact point. It's adding in a small load, making a lever longer. What happens if you add the load further away from the from the fulcrum and all that sort of stuff? Or like, axis. Uh, axis. It's having the <laughs> understanding of how, you know, how either holding onto a wall or using a TRX or a single leg deadlift is going to make a difference for someone. Who would you yeah. use one for and not the other one? How would you change that? How would you alter that? Um all that sort of stuff, like whether you'd use a kettlebell or a barbell or whether you would experiment with other things. And it's, it's all that sort of stuff that people need to, tr- like you said, try. And, and, and I just I just keep coming back to it. Like, again, that, that for me, spending more time doing stuff rather than just going, oh, yeah, I'll keep, I'll keep learning more and then I'll wait and then I'll do it. No, just do it. Just try it. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Yeah, I think that's, that's one of the things that I think – we're reasonably good at it. we'd be like all right there's a program let's try it let's try the five three one let's try the five by five let's try the two by four let's try some body lifting let's try some bodybuilding let's try some gvt let's try this and uh, probably a case of i'm gonna go 75 percent of the population um for training population anyway we'll stick to somewhere between eight to 12 reps and because that's all they get told from men's fitness or men's health and of very statutory and i see it in interviews all the time it's kind of like, not not even safe exercises, because it would be like, all right, you've got a brand new client, I'm going to do bent over rows. And you're like, hang on a minute. No, no, on the end of spectrum of rows, that's the hardest one you can do. So why the hell are we starting there? Yeah, but that's what they got taught in PT3. Hmm, mm, it's not right. But yeah, but that's the yeah, case. Like, when I, wrote, I wrote a program the other day, and I was like, I think I wrote, um, I think it's Bulgarian split squats, and over a four-week cycle, the rep ranges went 10, uh, so, so three sets, it was 10, 8, 6, and then it was like nine, seven, five. And they were like, is that a typo? I was like, what? They're like, well, I've never done seven reps before. I was like, what? <laughs> or nine. Or nine, actually. I was like, oh, my God. I was like, what? You know, and you just have that, you know, oh, yeah, you got I've got you. You're like, you're like, imagine, imagine you're doing 10 reps, but you're going to stop before the last one. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I know it's, it's incomprehensible to some people, but they couldn't comprehend that uh, and then on the next week obviously then i went to eight six four and they couldn't comprehend that they were doing four four reps on a bulgarian squat they're like why i was like why why not i was like you do it on a normal squat yeah yeah on a normal squat yeah be all right why why not a bulgarian (laughs) squat why not like what's the difference and it's just that looking like that questioning of like oh yes they don't know why not and it's people are so warped by what is considered normal by these things and it, it just I think you have to, and that's, that's sort of for me, I, I don't get many questions on it from clients because they just kind of do it because they're told yeah. to do it, I suppose. But you do occasionally get the old, what? What? Why am I yeah. doing that? Like, I'm doing a single leg hip thrust. Yeah, yeah, And I'm not doing any reps. I'm just counting how long I'm at the top for. I'm timing it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just hold it. 20 seconds. Yeah. And they can't comprehend that they're not, like, supposed to move. And one rep. Like, one rep. That's big for the like isometric work, the, the isometric like split squat holds and stuff, or the heel elevate holds that I do. I'm like, yeah, you're just gonna stay there. What? Yeah, yeah. Hands away. Do stuff with your hands. Don't really mind. Do this. It's like I'm just gonna walk off over here. You're gonna be in agony, FYI, in about 20 seconds. Uh, yeah. yeah okay. um, it's just, I think it's just challenging that state. It's quite like you said, and and it's. It's having, and I, and I get it. I think if you're going for an interview or you're going for an initial starting position, you don't want to, you don't want to go too far out of the norm. Really, this like, especially within, say, a fed, like, we have a good, safe environment for learning, and we're never going to be like, no, that's stupid. We're going to be like, 
well, how, why did, why did you think that? What, what came to that conclusion? Where have you learned that? Or why do you think, like, I think that's wrong, but let's think, why do I think it's wrong? Or what can we help you with? So it'd be interesting. So the things I would, if, if you're starting to think, actually, yeah, that might be a little bit fun. The things I would start to look at are like plank and core positions are big to play around with, like we said, the mm. pallet presses and the somerset stuff. And I do like plank holds and loads of crap. And moving limbs is a big one to in all the various ranges. Stop speaking of this, I did, I did, um, I did pallet presses, didn't I? And as I was holding the the attachment, I realised that when I play basketball, I'm far more likely to hold out one arm at a time and hold, have to hold that position, like hold someone or hold someone, yeah. than have two hands there. So I was like, right, I'm just gonna do one hand. I just did it with yeah. one hand. I was like, and the then, other hand was by the you can, Then you can do, you could do it from either side as well because you could do one arm with pulling isometric yeah. or pushing yeah. isometric. I mean, like, hang on a minute. I, explaining that there's different types of there's hold or like push against or pull against without moving yeah. isometric contractions, like in terms of a direction of force, is like pff, I thought it was just a hold. Yeah, but there's still force going somewhere. You have to yeah, hold it against something, pushing something without. Where, like, I was doing it, and I was like, how? I was like, how many sports does this apply to? Like, just holding one, hold, holding a position, st- static position, and having one arm out or the other arm out. Like you said, even holding off people in football, you'd have the other arm, the opposite arm, holding them out. You'd have to be able to use that and hold them off. And it yeah. just, I was just like, people don't think about this stuff. They just kind of go, with, oh yeah, just like, just do like a side plank. When are you ever lying down on the floor sideways on a football pitch? You're not. Like, <laughs> do a side plank. Just, but in yeah, the yeah. side plank, like. I make people put their fist up and then pull, do some like rows and stuff, and like do some adduction, move their hip. Generally speaking, if they're in a side plank, they're probably going to do some, I don't know, I might make them do like a sprint mechanic or like a, a hip flexion mechanic. So their knees are going to come up to their chest and back down, their top one. And I'm like, yeah, it's cool. They're doing something. It's, it's a lot more exciting than just holding a side plank. Um, and they still don't do this. So I start, yeah, with, with the core stuff, I think it's really easy to start to manipulate because there's so many points of contact that if you remove one, then suddenly something's going to start working and then put a dumbbell or a kettlebell, um, move it around. But most people, need, most people need core strength while doing other things. They don't need 100%, core strength. Yeah, they don't, they don't like, move it. Like, <laughs> so yeah, they just stay still. Like, most people... I've got to drag it over here or something like that. You're like, yeah. Even with, even with like, people say, oh, yeah, core work, you need your core for good squats and stuff. Like, yeah, you do. Yeah, but do you know what you're doing when you're doing that? You're moving your legs. And you're moving, you know, like, you need to move it. So you're going to have to get used to that. Um, <laughs> be yeah, able to dissociate yeah. two things. The next one would... I think another thing would be playing around with stances as well. I feel like... Like beast one. dancing, wide stancing, and just kind of seeing what fits you, whether it's squats and split squats and all this kind of stuff. And don't be scared to be like, all right, why Why is this? Because in the beast dance stuff, it's like on toe, on heel. Can I lift my toe up? Can I push my little... little? Like, so I was minute playing a, a farmer's walk today. Um, so normal queuing, like heavy kettlebells, like lads lifting like 28s. And he's taking them out, chest up, take them away from your body don't let them hit your sides normal thing and then my cueing for farmers walks is train track walking so i want them to walk as if they're on a train track so it's like femurs right underneath your hips right so it's just legs straight down no tight roping is what i say um but then i start to notice he's putting massive like inversion so his ankles rolling in and he's spending far too much time onto that. So I'm like, all right, well, we need a cue. We need to somehow accommodate this. So I'm like, all right, Paul, I want you to walk only planting your little toe. I was like, I want you to drive the little toe down. We're going to walk on the edges of our feet, okay, on that bit, because I know for a fact that you can't control that. 
but he's then has put more pressure on there and suddenly we've probably got something that looks more aesthetically pleasing and he's not going into massive inversion and maybe that's a cue for the future for him but it's also a slightly different I don't know farmer's walk and he found it fucking hard um, but yeah it was slightly different cueing so farmer's carries as well different grips boom boom up carries hold it somewhere else mm-hmm. believe it or not you can supinate bonkers supinate during a farmer's carry go palms facing forwards actually feels quite nice it's Very like oh, loaded down uh, but yeah start to experiment I think it's needed and then video it see if then then go to your mentor or who do you and be like was this cool what do you think happened here and they'd be like oh cool I'm stealing it 100% um, yeah oh, Alexis just woken up Alexa off. <laughs> you're in my you're in my headphones, mate. Oh, that's <laughs> Not too sure. It could be Chloe from the other room, to be fair. So um, that'd be awkward. All right, mate. I'm not going to talk about plyometrics because we're going to go on for too long. No. We'll do a whole. That's enough. We'll that's enough to digest for one day. I mean, no. Yeah, we should really talk about. I, I, I think I promised to talk about plyometrics and programming at some point. Jesus. Yeah. That's a couple of boring episodes, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but it's your job to make them fun, Tom. So oh, yeah. Don't, don't have that attitude, mate. <laughs> All right, mate. Uh, any other business? No, none from me. None from you. There's none from me as well. We enter. Well, oh yeah, I'll be on uh, CFSC this weekend, which is uh, Mike Boyle's accreditation, strength accreditation. I think um, we're getting uh, Kevin. Kevin Carr, one of the. I think he's ten percent shareholder of Mike Boyle's. Uh, education system uh he's the guy that teaches all of it he's coming down on saturday sunday so it should be exciting i think saturday is everybody about 20 25 people um sold out obviously within a day yes it's all good um and then the sunday we get some special treatment just four of us we'll see what's going on we'll we'll release that release that in a later date um Mm. we'll see what's going on um yeah be fun mate I'll, i'll report back see what it is Bear in mind that like, I do most of that training anyway. But I might get to use, like, uh, I haven't used one of these since football. Like, because in the accreditation, you have to learn how to do, like, ladder drills. Ooh. Yeah. But I'm like. Don't look down. Don't look down. Don't look down. <laughs> I don't think Mike Ball really particularly likes them. But I think it's that old school that there might be some, some stuff in there like that. Um, um, yeah. He's probably changed his mind a little bit. Just goblet squat. Do some pulling. Use a, use a Kaiser and then your jobs are good for Mike Boyle, pretty much. Basically, yeah. Basically, that's that's training. Kaiser goblet squats. So, yeah. Cool, mate. Um, that's on my end. I've got to plan a day off at some point. Um, otherwise, that'd be 12 days in a row. Yeah, you love it, mate. You love fitness, sir. <laughs> Do I? <laughs> <All> yeah. <right. laughs> you tell me that, mate. Keep, keep that coming at me. I need it. I need the energy. All right. Uh, thanks for listening and we will catch you next week. See you later.